Welcome to the Trinity Galewood podcast. Here you'll find live messages recorded during our weekly services at Trinity. We are a community that desires to look, live, and love more like Jesus. We're located at 1701 North Narragansett in Chicago and meet every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Trinity Galewood podcast. Would you bow your heads and would you pray with me? Lord, I pray that the words I'm about to speak and the thoughts that we think as we meditate on your word for us today, Lord, I pray that that would all be truly acceptable in your sight, O oh God, who is our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So my wife and I, uh, Betty, have a son named Christian. He's 26 years old. He's a graduate student down at the University of Illinois right now. And uh, he's six foot six and healthy as a horse. But when he was born, he was very, very ill. In fact, he was not expected to survive that first week of his life. And uh, at the end of that first week, he did kind of take a turn uh, for the better, and that was very encouraging. But even then, they told us, they said, don't even think about him coming home yet. Uh, We have a long road ahead of us. It's going to be months and months before you're ever able to even think about taking him home. 28 days later, we took him home. It was amazing. And, uh, and I remember something happened the day before we took him home. It was like day 27, and I was walking into the neonatal intensive care unit at Lutheran General Hospital in Park Ridge, and, and, and I looked up, and Betty was sitting there in a rocking chair, and she had Christian on her lap, and none of the tubes were hooked up anymore. He was still hooked up to some monitors and things, but, but the tubes were disconnected and everything, and he just looked great. And, and, and as I looked up and saw him, uh, one of Christian's doctors saw me, and he came walking over, and he was just shaking his head. And he looked at me and said, I, I don't understand this. And I said, I do. There's a lot of people praying for him. That's the power of prayer right there. Now, fast forward five months later. And uh, in our church family, there was another little baby born that was very ill. And uh, he needed uh, some emergency heart surgery. And he didn't survive it. He died. And uh, when I met with his mom and dad to plan his funeral, his mom looked at me and, and she said, well, Why did God let your baby live and not mine? And and then she said, why why should I even pray? God's just going to do what he wants anyway. Now, I didn't have an answer to either of those questions. And the first question, like why our son survived and hers didn't, I still don't have an answer to that question. But, but the second question, when she said, why should I just pray? God's going to do what he wants anyway. I have a lot better answer to that question now. And in fact, this week as we continue our study of these habits of Jesus, these keystone habits that we want to put into practice in our lives, this week in this prioritized prayer week, I want to give you my five reasons why you should pray. And, uh, and, and I'm going to start with this first one. The, the first reason we should pray is because Jesus did. It's just that simple. If we want to look, live, and love more like Jesus, if we want to live the way Jesus lived, if we want to put the habits of Jesus into practice in our lives, we should pray because Jesus prayed. In fact, he prayed often, all the time. 
Just let me give you just a, a few Bible passages that so, show that. In Luke 3, 21, this is right as Jesus is beginning his earthly ministry. It's one of the first stories about the adult Jesus we find in Luke's gospel. He's just been baptized uh, by John the Baptist. And look at what it says. It says, uh, Jesus also was baptized, and while he was praying, heaven was opened. So, so right there, Jesus has just been baptized in the Jordan River. And Jesus' response to that is he, he starts to pray. And it says when he was praying, then the heavens were opened. And that's when we hear this voice of his heavenly father looking down on him. And, and, and by the way, this is the Mark translation. He, God looked down and he said, that's my kid and I am so proud of him. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But that started with Jesus praying. And we see that again and again throughout his ministry. That, that whenever things were going on, uh, he, he would pray. There was a time in his ministry where, where crowds just kept coming to him to be healed and to hear his teaching, and it would literally keep him busy just moment after moment after moment, hour after hour all day, and he had to be exhausted when he'd get done with that. But, but we're told in Matthew chapter 14, when it came time for the crowds to leave, the first thing he did is he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Here's another passage. This is in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 12. It says, it was at that time that he went off to the mountain to pray. And look at what it says. He spent the whole night in prayer to God. I don't know about you, but every once in a while, I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden I'm just wide awake and I just can't go back to sleep. And someone wise told me once that that, that was God's way of getting your attention. And, and when you find yourself laying in bed awake at night, that's a great time to go before the Lord in prayer. But I don't want to do that all night. <laughs> Especially, I'm like, God, can you let me get a little sleep here, right? But Jesus, on this occasion, it says at least, he spent the whole night in prayer. That's how important prayer was to him. And by the way, it's pretty evident that, that people noticed how much Jesus was praying, that, that prayer was an important part of Jesus' life because there's this situation here in Matthew 19 we hear about that um, there's some parents and they bring their kids to Jesus because they want him to lay hands on them and pray for his kids. In other words, Jesus was known as being a person of prayer. Let me give you just one more example. This is the last night before Jesus was about to be arrested and, and about to be crucified. And, uh, and this is what it says. At, at that moment in his life, as he was facing this horrible thing that was about to happen to him, it says Jesus came, the, the disciples came with Jesus to this place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And, and then we're told what Jesus prayed about. He goes away beyond them and he sits down and he prays to his heavenly father. He says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When Jesus needed it most, he turned to his heavenly father and he prayed. Now, I could probably just stop the sermon right here, right? Jesus prayed, we should. That should be the end of it. But it's not. I got four more reasons for you, all right? Reason number two why we should pray is because God has promised us, promised us that he will listen when we pray. How many of you have seen the, uh, the movie Bruce Almighty? It was, it's getting to be a pretty old movie right now, right? But it's, uh, uh, it's this uh, Jim Carrey movie, and, and, and God asked Jim Carrey to take over for him for a few weeks so he can have a little break, right? And, and, and so this character named Bruce, he becomes God, uh, takes on God's responsibilities for a few weeks. And the first thing that happens to him is the next morning after he's just been asked by God to take over for him, he wakes up and he starts hearing all these voices. 
And, and he realizes pretty quickly, he's hearing everybody's prayers. And it's just like lots. And, and he's trying to figure out, it's like, it's going to drive him crazy. So, so first of all, he thinks, well, I'll turn all those prayers into post-it notes. And, and pretty, pretty soon his whole room and everything is covered in post-it notes. He's like, no, that's not going to work. So he finally decides, I got it, my computer. And he sits down and he turns his computer into the receptacle for people's prayers. And the prayers start downloading, and he has over a million prayer requests. And so he starts answering those prayer requests and starts answering them. And he realizes the faster he answers them, the faster they come in. And he's getting further and further behind. So finally, he just selects all and hits yes. (laughs) And chaos ensues. Because, you know, if, if, if if a million people pray to win the lottery, and you say yes to them all, they all get about 10 bucks. It just doesn't work, right? The, The fact is that we have a God that in some way beyond our understanding actually hears you when you pray. In in Jeremiah, it says this, God says to his people, then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Just think about how amazing that promise is. Any moment, anytime, anywhere, You can talk to God and it's not gonna go to an answering machine. It's not gonna pile up in his inbox. He will hear you then immediately. First Peter three says this, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. This is even a little different picture. It's not just that when I pray, God goes, oh, Mark wants to talk to me. Okay, Mark, I'm listening. That's not what happens. Literally, God is watching me constantly going, come on, Mark, I'm, att- I'm, I'm attentive, I'm waiting, just, just say the word, I want to hear from you. Isn't that amazing? Or how about this, in 1 John 5, verse 14, it says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Anything. He will hear us. So, so we should pray because Jesus did. We should pray because God promises that he will listen when we pray. But the third reason we should pray is because when I pray, prayer actually changes me. I want to go back to those prayers that, that Jesus prayed in the garden. Now, now look again at the prayer he prays the first time he prays. He says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you And then it says a couple verses later, he went away again a second time and prayed, saying, my father, since this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Now, let me put those two prayers together for you to take a look at them for a second. Notice how Jesus' prayer changes. In the first prayer, he's overcome with what he's about to do, and and I I would be too. He's just kind of like, there's got to be another way. I I don't want to go through this. And he, he pours out that to his father. He, he lays that at his father's feet. He, he, he says, Father, if there's another way. But even then, he says, but your will be done. And then notice the second time he prays. He, he doesn't say, if there's another way. He says, I know there's not another way. Since this is the way it's got to be, your will be done. Just the act of praying changed Jesus' outlook on what was about to happen. And if that happened in the life of Jesus, how much more so doesn't it happen in your life and mine? 
I love this verse in Philippians. Paul says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I would challenge you the next time you've got something you really want to pour your heart out to God about, something that's, that's really troubling to you, something that's, that's really worrying you, something you're anxious about, you want to go to God about it, go to God about it. But first, start with thanksgiving. First, take a few minutes to thank God for everything that he's given you, to take a look at your life and realize all that you have to be thankful for. I guarantee you, if you do that, it changes your prayer. It changes your outlook. It changes your perspective. See, the fact is, the more we talk to God about what's going on in our lives, the more just the act of talking to God about it changes our perspective. So so we pray not only because Jesus prayed, we pray not only because God has promised he will listen to us, but, but we pray because we know that when we pray, we become more like Jesus. When we pray, it molds and it shapes us more in line with God's will and God's plan for our lives. Here's reason number four why we should pray. Because prayer actually changes things. There's this, there's this amazing story in the Old Testament. It's in, it's in 2 Kings chapter 20. Let me, let me read it for you. It says, in those days, Hezekiah, he was one of the kings there in Israel. It says, in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, this is what the Lord says, set your house in order because you're going to die. You are not going to recover from this illness. Boy, that's not a message you want to get from God, is it? So Hezekiah does what all of us would do, I think. It says, then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he prayed to the Lord saying, now, O Lord, please remember how I've walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And he, and he wept bitterly. Now, amazingly, this is what God's word says next. Before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court, so, so picture this again. Isaiah is sent to Hezekiah on his deathbed. He tells him, Hezekiah, this is what the Lord says. You're going to die. Get your, get your house in order. You're not going to survive this. And, uh, and Isaiah leaves, and Hezekiah just pours his heart out to the Lord. And before Isaiah is even out of the palace, God says, whoa, Isaiah, wait a minute. Turn back. And say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day, you will go up to the house of the Lord and I will add 15 years to your life. God changed his mind. Now, I don't know how that's possible, by the way. Because didn't God know in advance that Hezekiah was going to pray? And so was God serious when he told him he was going to? I don't know, right? I, I, I don't know how to take this God that lives outside of time and is all-powerful and all-knowing and fit him into our way of interacting with the world around us. But I do know what God's word clearly says. God told Hezekiah through the prophet Isaiah, you're not going to survive this. Hezekiah prayed. And by the way, wasn't that great a prayer, was it? It wasn't, oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Please help me out. I know I don't deserve to live anymore, but God, I throw myself at your feet. No, it was like, hey, God, I've been pretty good to you. 
But God still heard his prayer and changed his mind. He said, I'll give you 15 more years. Because you've reached out to me, because you've prayed, you're not going to die. Isn't that amazing? And, and we shouldn't be surprised because years later, uh, James w- would write this in his, in, his, um, in his letter. He would say, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Folks, the, the, the unbelievable thing about prayer is prayer works. By the way, every once in a while, they'll do a study. Uh, some third party will, will do an analysis of people in the hospital that have people praying for them and people that don't have people praying for them. And guess what? The people that have people praying for them get better faster. It's just, it's just, it's a fact. Prayer works. But here's maybe the best reason of all to pray. Because our prayers are always perfect. Now, you're going, wait a minute. You just said Hezekiah's prayer kind of stunk, right? Well, look at this amazing promise in Romans uh, chapter 8. It, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Romans 8, 28. Do you guys know this work? I mean, this verse, it says, uh, For I know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord who have been called according to his purpose. This amazing promise that even the bad stuff in our lives, God can take and use for good. But right before that verse, there's these two other verses that I think have an also pretty amazing promise in them. Look at this. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. Let me just stop there a second. Have you ever found yourself in that circumstance? Or you just don't know what to pray for? I have a a good friend that I, I pray with often, and his son is going through some really tough stuff right now, dealing with some addiction issues. And, and, and he said to me, he goes, I, I don't know what to pray for. I, I don't know whether to pray that God will spare him uh, from these circumstances or, or whether to pray that God won't spare him so that he has to feel the full brunt of this and maybe that'll get his attention and he'll get the help he needs. He said, I, I just, I don't know what to pray for. Have you found yourself in that situation where, where you just know you want to go to God and, and, but you don't know what the right solution is? You, just, you don't know what to pray for. Well, there's good news. He says, we don't know what, how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So just think about that real practically for a second. I, I told you a few minutes ago that when Hezekiah prayed that prayer, it wasn't a great prayer, right? He's kind of like, hey, God, I've been pretty good to you. You're going to let me die? Come on. But the Holy Spirit took that prayer And the prayer that got sorted out and laid at the feet of God was, oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We have this amazing promise from God that when we pray, we don't have to worry that we're not saying the right words or or we're not asking for the right things. I mean, I, I know a lot of us have learned over the years to kind of add that thy will be done prayer at the end, and that's a great prayer to pray like Jesus did. But... But we can go to God with confidence, knowing that we can just lay at his feet whatever it is that's on our heart. And if we're asking for the wrong stuff, the Holy Spirit's got it. He's going to take care of that for us. He's going to take those prayers and, and, and sort them out. And, and, and God, who searches the hearts, sees what, what is true and right and best in our lives. So again, just in summary, real quickly, so why do we pray? I'd say there's five reasons we pray. 
And, and if I had the chance to go back and, and sit down with that mom who had lost her son and she said, I don't even know why I should pray anymore, I would have said, I, I know why. Because Jesus prayed and, and because God promises when you pray, he is going to listen. And, uh, and, and that, that prayer is going to change your perspective on things that are happening in your life. And, and prayer is effective. It does make a difference. That's what God promises us. And finally, that, that, that God is going to take those things that when even we don't even know what to pray for. And if we just pour out our hearts to him, he's going to hear what we need and he knows what's best. So what about those verses we heard read just a little bit ago that we almost didn't hear read because I almost skipped it, right? Luke, Luke 11. And I ask you, I tell you, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one to, who, to whom the one knocks, it will be opened. So, if all that stuff I just said is true, why is it that sometimes it seems like God doesn't answer our prayers or certainly doesn't answer them the way we want? Well, I used to say it this way. I, I used to say when you pray, God is going to give you one of three answers. He's either going to tell you yes or he's going to tell you no because he knows what's best for you or he's going to tell you to wait. And I got to be honest, that was never quite satisfying when I would share that with people. And then I had a friend of mine who's a pastor say, I, I, I do something different. This is what I tell people. God will always give you what you ask for or something better. God will always give us what he asked for or something better. Now, back to that story I told you. I, I don't know why that baby not living was better. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I do know that, that God has a very different perspective than I do. And, and all things work together for good that love him. And, and in that, even in that extreme circumstance, we can trust him. But, but I do know this. I do know that, that God loves you more than you could ever know. And, and I know that as God's word said, that he is just waiting in anticipation for you to go to him in prayer. And when you go to him, he has promised he will listen to you and he will act in your life and he will act in the way that he knows in his perspective is best. And we can trust that. So I pray that God blesses you this week as, uh, as you spend some time prioritizing prayer. And, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more, if you're doing those daily readings in that Being Challenged book, we're going to talk a little bit more about, about what it means to pray and how we pray and, and the promises that God has given us in prayer. We're going to have a chance to practice praying and, 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 and challenge us maybe to pray in some ways that you've never prayed before. But through it all, I pray that you would just see prayer as an incredible gift from God. It's just amazing opportunity you have to talk to the God of the universe, knowing he cares and he will listen and he will act in your life. Amen. Let's, uh, let's take a minute to pray to him right now. Let's, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord God, um, I thank you for the gift of prayer. And I thank you uh, for the fact that your, your, your promises that you will hear our prayer and you will act in our lives. Lord, I thank you that I can pray to you anytime. And uh, it, it can be a short prayer or a long prayer. It can be while I'm in my car or walking down the street. Or it, it can be while I'm sitting in church. 
It doesn't matter to you. You're always going to be there and you're always going to listen. Lord, I I admit that all too often I forget to turn to you in prayer. Or I I turn to you in prayer on the front end when I need something and then I forget to say thank you later. (laughs) But Lord, you never say, hey, it's been a month since you talked to me. Mark, you're on your own right now. It just doesn't happen. Whenever I pray, you're going to listen. So Lord, thank you for that gift. And and I pray that you would uh, continue to give um, your love and your blessing in all of our lives as we turn to you in prayer. It's in your name we pray. Amen.